0: Well, can you just start with introducing yourself?
1: Yep, uh, my name is David Hamilton. I am the instructional programs facilitator for Wichita Falls ISD, which is um, a bunch of different jobs kind of moved into one job. So um, my main part of the job is transition, helping students and families transition from school to after school, after they're done with the, the district. And then I also work um with students uh, using assistive technology in the classroom. And then um, I work with students who sometimes have to go on homebound for whatever reasons if they can't come to school. Um, So I help facilitate that Which I'm
0: sure was a really interesting year. Yeah, (laughs) it was different.
1: It was actually less busy because so many kids were remote because of COVID. Um, So it wasn't as many homebound students. But it's still – that's a a tough one because – um, there's there's one or two kids that it, you just feel like they can never come to school again with COVID because mm. even like the flu or whatever would just be traumatic. Yeah. Um. So it's hard for on that end because these kids love coming to school and and you know. But the good thing from this year out of COVID was the development of doing remote learning and doing like a Google Hangouts with yes. the teachers and they get to see their students. So I think moving forward. That will always be part of Homebound now, which is great. So even if they're at home, they can do the virtual thing and still get to see everybody.
0: Yeah, that so. was definitely, there was some good that came mm-hmm. out of there COVID. Uh, same there with was. our social program. Yeah, we've yeah. never done anything online. Now it's like yeah. bingo all the time. We have lots of people show up for that. Yeah. So. And really now fun. if if
1: I get a request for a meeting that's in person, like <laughs> I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> I want to sit at my desk. And, <laughs> yeah, I just want to, you know, do the virtual thing, but <laughs> it's good.
0: Okay, so with the transition program, and do you all call it the 18-plus program, transition program, uh, or?
1: Well, transition as a whole, that encompasses, like, all of our uh, kids in special ed. Okay. Um, the 18-plus program is just a, a certain program within that. So okay. transition services is a broad term for anything we're doing to help our students transition out of high school.
0: So that can start in elementary school, mm-hmm. junior high? Yeah. Okay, so. It's,
1: it's. Uh, By law, it has to start when they're 14, um, but, of course, the earlier the better. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, if I'm in an ARD for an elementary student and I bring up after high school, the parents look at me like I'm crazy, but we, we just always say, like, the more you plan now, like the easier it's going to be when the day comes when right. there's no more school.
0: Yeah. So do you ever get parents that are a little bit like in denial, like don't want to talk about life after school or?
1: Yeah, well, they will talk about it, but you can tell they're, they're kind of not ready to really get mm-hmm. into it. And for some reason, a lot of our, our parents thinking about their kids working is a scary thing. Um, I think they have this thought of like, they're going to work somewhere and be on their own and, someone might take advantage of them or, yeah. or whatever it is, which is a real possibility, but um, it's, it's always like, well, I mean that could happen, but a lot of our kids are going to work and have like a job coach or work, you know, in a really safe environment. It's, it's not as scary as it might sound, mm-hmm. but on, you know, of course I don't have a, uh, a kid with a disability, so I don't know what it would be like to try to send them out right into the real world. So it's, it's hard to really know, how they're feeling. Mm
0: -hmm. And you mentioned an ARD. So for our listeners that don't know what Mm -hmm. that is, do you mind Um, explaining it? It's a lot of
1: fun. (laughs) (laughs) It stands for um, admission, review, or dismissal. So ARD, it's an ARD meeting. And what you're reviewing is the student's uh, individualized educational plan. It's required that you do one a year at least. And if you have to do more for whatever reason, you can. Um, The ARD committee, it consists of the special ed teacher, general ed teacher, uh, the diagnostician who kind of oversees the ARD, um, at least an administrator, and then, of course, the parent, and then a lot of times the student, um, so that's, it's kind of an ARD committee, and then pretty much any decision made for that, for that student, you know, for their educational experience has to go through the ARD committee, Mm -hmm. so... It's kind of just like
0: the team to help mm-hmm. with that individual student. I actually right. got to go to an A.R.D. meeting. I don't oh. know if you remember. I think oh, you were in it yeah. oh, for wait. one of the students at, at Harold. Yeah, at Harold. And
1: I don't know if we're allowed to say names on the podcast.
0: I, I think that person wouldn't care. Yeah, but and I can always edit it out if I need okay. to. But um, so yeah.
1: that A.R.D. for Alex, you know, yeah. I are talking about. Mm-hmm. That was that was crazy because uh, that was my first year as a diagnostician where I'm like running the A.R.D. Mm-hmm. And we, like, you and I had done a lot of work and all these other, uh, like, the parents and all these agencies, we'd done all this work to prepare her to come to the Hero House because she was having those behavior problems and we were trying to figure out how this was going to go. And you guys were very accommodating and, like, really wanted to make it work. So I remember sitting down for her ARD meeting and there was, like, 16 people or something around. It was a lot of people. It was crazy, yeah. Yeah. I'd never been in an ARD meeting that big. Normally, an ARD meeting that big, something's wrong. Okay. (laughs) And it's like, oh, this is... And that was, yeah, it was a really positive one. It it, was.
0: was, That was, of course, my first one to go in. I don't have Mm -hmm. a child with a disability. And it was, yeah, a great learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. And the parent can invite whoever they want to the meeting. And so anybody, you know, if a parent is like maybe not as outspoken or mm-hmm. somebody that's that would be a good voice for the student they can invite them right
1: right right absolutely and that and that goes the same for our art meetings yeah um we ov- obviously the parent and then the student once they're older and we're starting to talk about transition um they really need to be part of that conversation because it's their life that we're planning right we don't want to just say okay the ARD is saying you're going to do this next and yeah um yeah. so even our students that are lower functioning and and it's harder for them to participate, or they may not understand what's going on. We still want them included as much as possible, or as much as mm-hmm. appropriate for that student.
0: Going into the eighteen plus program, so for the listeners that don't know, students in SPED can stay in school
1: until they're uh, twenty two. Twenty two.
0: Okay. So after they, because they can graduate with their class, so the, the, they're a senior, they graduate, and mm-hmm. then what takes place at that point
1: so they they can graduate after four years of high school and they can do the the graduation ceremony with their friends and if they decide to after that like that next school year if they want to come back they they come back and talk with us and then the art committee sits down and we determine if they have any educational needs to come back Um, some of our students if they want uh, hasn't hasn't really happened but If a student comes back and we're doing our evaluation and looking through and saying, what do you really need to work on? There may not be an educational need. Most of the time there is. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of figuring out what specifically do you need to work on and, you know, we'll help you do that. So 18 plus services, it's a lot more flexible than high school. Um, You don't have to stick with the, the, the high school schedule you don't students some of our students come half a day. Some of our students come like 2 days a week uh because they either have a job or they only need to work on a few things that they don't need to be there the whole day. Mm-hmm. So you can be a lot more flexible and it's a lot smaller of a group. So our 18 plus program, there's only about 17 or 18 kids. So you can really be a lot more uh, s- targeted with that student on what they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really neat. It's my favorite program in the district because it's we're not like well one we don't have to worry about the star test so that's (laughs) That's that's amazing (laughs) um and so it's really it's just so functional and it just it's oh sorry ah, that's all right um oh so well so the 18 plus program it's really just about what job skills do you need or living skills do you need to work on? And let's just work on that and then get you on your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it's very meaningful and targeted and, and it's fun too. Like they, we try to imitate what life would be like either in an apartment or a group home. So like we kind of like what you guys do with the Here house, we'll go on social events mm-hmm. and take them out in the community and, you know, teach them things like that or work on job skills. It, it just really depends on what the student needs.
0: Yeah. So, What um is the most typical thing? I mean, would you say it's independent living skills or job skills? I mean, I guess both of those are.
1: Yeah, those are the big ones. Um, Some of our students don't really want to work, which is fine. They don't. It's not like we're saying you have to work, but the ones that want to work, there's something that they need to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost all of them have, at least for a year, worked on like job interview skills and uh, you know having a visual resume that they can point to and reference mm-hmm. in a job, like a job interview setting. So even just trying to get a job and then the actual job skills, um, social skills is a big one. Um, so it's a lot of job skills and an independent living. So cooking and making the bed and doing laundry and cleaning and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's basically just how to be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Which man, a lot of the stuff that you're explaining like could be more focused in just general ed too. It's, yeah. I know. Like I feel like a lot of the things that we learned are not applicable. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: Um, so when we, the, the new high schools are coming in a few years mm-hmm. and um, what we've talked about is for a lot of our SPED students, a lot of them don't want to come to 18 plus. They would, they just want to do their four years and move on, which is fine. Um, but while they're in high school, we we want to start introducing some of those skills earlier on. So mm-hmm. some of them might graduate. They don't really want to come to 18 plus, but they need to know how to do laundry or, you know, make some basic meals in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're everything's still like in the blueprint blueprint phase. But we're talking about how to set that up in our classroom so that all students can start working on oh, that that's stuff. So early, great. Which I'm stoked about. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. So that's been
1: really exciting. Mm
0: What is a common misconception? So taking a step back, Mm -hmm. one of the purposes of the podcast is for parents um, with kids with IDD, but Mm -hmm. also for those that don't have any connection. So I kind of want to hit on both of those. But what's a common misconception um, for parents that they don't often know about within the SPED program?
1: I think a big one that I see a lot is when students when they start to get older and and get into middle school and eventually high school our goal is to make these students as independent as possible so when they start out in elementary or or, you know ECI like at the very beginning they're probably going to have a lot more support and accommodations and, and related services like physical therapy speech that kind of stuff that There's a lot of that in the beginning, and then as kids get older, that stuff slowly starts to fade down. Um, Because my thought is, the older they get, we want them to be more independent. Because if we graduate a kid, or if they age out, and they've had all these supports, and now all of a sudden, they don't have that, we really haven't helped them a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Because we've kind of, we've taught them to depend on all these other people and things. So our goal is to to have them do things as independently as possible. Of course that's different for every kid. Some kids might need a ton of services all the way through. Um, but when we start having those conversations, like especially middle school and high school, I think it's scary for parents to hear. We want to start fading back some supports and it can come off as either we, we don't care about your kid or we, we don't think they need all this stuff. And we, you know, a lot of parents think it's like a money thing. Like we can't, we're not going to pay oh, for okay. these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand, like it can come off that way. And as a parent, I don't know how I would feel if if my kid was getting services and we're starting to talk about, you know, m- fading off some of those. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that part. But people in a special ed program, like we we do have we, we have a heart, and we're not trying to harm the kid or, or pull right. things away that they need. We're mm-hmm. just trying to say, okay, sooner than later, these are gonna go away, so let's start preparing you now for that day so that it's not a shock the day right. the bus stops showing up. Because yeah. that's that's, that's a scary day for mm-hmm. parents. And my goal is I want that to be a day, it's like a, a thing to celebrate. And it's not yeah. like a scary thing of, okay, well, what do we do now? Right, yeah. So well. I, I just, I think it's, I understand where the parent's coming from and they, of course, I want them to advocate for what they think their child needs. But on the school side, I'm just trying to say, um, we just we want to help them as much as we can, and part of that is teaching them to be independent yeah, as much as they can.
0: So what's an example of something that like a support that they're used to that would be taken away to prepare them?
1: Um, I mean, some, some kids, now this is rare. Some kids will have like a one-on-one aid throughout mm. the school day. Oh, okay. It's more common in elementary. Mm -hmm. and it's not as much in high school. Um, So that's one. A lot of services like speech therapy and physical therapy, you start off um, doing direct services, and then a lot of times that changes to consult services where the therapist is consulting with the parent and the teacher and just checking in on the student saying, are there needs being met? Does the teacher need help implementing whatever uh, practices or, or whatever they're wanting to work on with the students so they're kind of slowly fading back what they do as well.
0: Okay and changing directions just a little bit if you could just pick one thing what would you say is your favorite part about your job?
1: Lately it's been we have the uh, the card shop with our 18 plus program and the the cookie coffee pop-up shop Um, those are really fun and seeing the kids we've we've kind of put the kids well, let me back up. We In our 18-plus program, we've started two student businesses this year. One is a card shop where we make handmade uh, greeting cards for all different occasions. So our next one, we're having a pop-up shop where we're selling Mother's Day cards. It's like a week oh, that's before. so great. And then our coffee cookie pop-up shop is what it sounds. <laughs> we make coffee and cookies and different cakes, and we just set up these shops at the Ed Center uh, for now, where we eventually want to expand, but this year it's our first year, so we're just doing the ed center, um, and people just come in and buy stuff, and it, we're just imitating like a real life business. So seeing the kids, like the first day we did the coffee shop, people are coming through, and it's it feels like Starbucks, like at 7:30 in the morning, <laughs> like, and we didn't expect it. Yeah. And like the the we tripped the breaker because we had three ovens going. <laughs> And like, we didn't have enough change in the register. So it was just a lot of things. So real business, that's
0: (laughs) real life. So
1: seeing the kids their first day, like wide-eyed and like, we have this girl that she can do the square register, like she can do it in her sleep now. But the first customer started coming through, she kind of like got nervous and she shut down. But then the second time we did it, she started doing it and now it's like, it's fine. So so seeing them, like we want to put them in situations where they might fail. But it's it's in a controlled environment where we're we're right there mm, and we can yeah. we can work them through it. So if that particular student wanted to work at a cash register, she probably could and she could probably handle like a rush of people now. So just seeing them like where they start and then every time we've done every time we've had a shop, seeing them like come out of the shell and be more confident oh. That's been my favorite. So fun. Yeah, it's really cool. And then, of course, the coffee and the cookies is a nice bonus. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah.
0: That actually, it reminds me of um, my Capernaum guys went to Bryan High. And oh, we, yeah. would, we would go and visit Bryan High, and they had their own yeah. little coffee shop up yeah. there.
1: It's something, because um, I, I was at Bryan High School for my student teaching. Oh, okay. And I remember their coffee shop thinking, like, man, that's so cool. So it's something I've wanted to do ever since I started in this job. Um but we've kind of just been like there's a lot of things I want to do, but i 'm trying not to to do it all at once, yeah, so like we when we kind of renovated the eighteen plus program, we started with like the basics of what we wanted to cover, mm-hmm. and then now we started adding things, and we still have things we want to add in the future. I just it was such a shock to the teachers that i didn't want to put so much on them year one say we 're going to do all these things, yeah, I think so sense. but yeah, it's been fun,
0: yeah, do you have any? I mean, no teacher has favorites, of course, (laughs) (laughs) but any favorite success stories that you have from transitioning, whether you knew them from a young age or just an older child? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, There's a few. There's one that um, it's not even here in Wichita. It's from when I lived in Austin. Um, So I can talk about that one. But here... Honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the ARC podcast, but my students that go to the Hero House, that like the way that happened, and the way like I know, I know my my kids are like in a good place, and I know they're like, they're not just in the corner being like neglected. That is like, that's one of the things I'm most proud of or excited that. That has happened since I've started like in this district. So, Pixie and I, I'm, I know, I'm not just saying that <laughs> it was, yeah, it was kind. just such a scary thing to think like when I was teaching, like these students are about to graduate and the families didn't know what to do. And like, I didn't know where to tell them to go. So like we, you and I happened to just talk about like, I was like, Hey, ma- can you do this? <laughs> and then like two <laughs> months later, you're like, okay, it's done. It's, it's ready to go. <laughs> so just that peace Fair. of mind knowing that they're like still, they have meaningful involvement they're d- they're not just sitting at the house yeah you know doing nothing
0: yeah and i, I feel like our hero house program is always a work in progress and right we're always wanting to be better and change oh and yeah. yeah so um yeah man i'm really proud of that program though yeah
1: for sure um the one in in austin i used to be like a job coach and job placement person and we had a kid out of high school we got him a job at like subway where he's making sandwiches and he's he has since gotten like uh, better jobs and better jobs, and he's worked his way up. And now he lives downtown Austin, like, in an apartment by himself. Oh, And, my like, goodness. When, this has been, like, 10 years. But at the time, talking to the mom, like, we were just hoping he could work five hours a week at a job and live at home. So Wow. he's he's one I've kept up with and have been really excited to, to see yeah. what he's done.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. For people that aren't connected to the IDD world, what mm-hmm. is something – um, as a professional in this world, that you would hope that people who don't have any connection to mm-hmm. IDD, um, what they would need to know or what you would encourage them to do.
1: Are you saying like families that have a kid with IDD or no, just so pe- that have nothing to do with? The yeah, world?
0: people that aren't connected to anybody with a disability. What oh, okay. would you encourage okay. them to do? Or
1: um, I can I can say I haven't. I I don't know anyone that has um, gotten involved with working with people with disabilities and not enjoyed it. I will say before you do it, like it, it's kind of intimidating and a lot of people think like, Oh, I can't like work with them. It takes a special person, which is what I hear all the time. And I'm like, it it really does not. Like you, you start to interact with people with disabilities and it's, it's just like fun and it is hard and it and of course it takes patience but it's not like you have to you don't have to be like this wonderful person that it's like anyone can do it if you ever if you're open to it and once you do like like I said I don't know anyone that's tried it and was like I didn't really like that yeah so it's just it's just I think it's good for me I think it's good for people to be around people with disabilities uh when I was in high school like the way we came up through school, it's very different than it is now. And I didn't really have interactions with people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So um, like for my kids, they're going to at a young age and whether or not they get into that world, I'm, I'm not gonna push them in either direction, but yeah. they're gonna have that growing up because I just think it's, it's good for the person doing it. It's not just It's not just like a charity thing for the person with a disability. I think it benefits the person doing it.
0: I agree. Yeah, and I'm really excited. Actually, we're not that far away from... Noah, my oldest being able to go to the ARC child care. Oh, I mean, cool. it's three to 21 yeah. kids with and without disabilities. And I feel the same way. It's, yep. I want my kids to be around people that are not like them, mm-hmm. that don't look like them, that don't talk like Agreed. them. Um, because I think you become a more caring and understanding person yep. whenever you do come across somebody that disagrees with you or whatever right. it might be. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and our kids, I'm so thankful for Liz she works for Young Life Capernaum and so like we'll have kids now this was before COVID but we would she would have her Young Life kids at the house and we would have like a cookout and they'd hang out so that's like my favorite part of that is like my kids getting to be around that from a young age yeah I just I just want that to be like not a I just want that to be normal like for to interact with all types of people and it not be like this big deal yeah you know what I mean. Right. So, anyway, yeah, that—that's what I would say. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all
0: I have. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to David and I talk today. We are grateful to work with our local school district to make life better for those with IDD. Join us next time as I welcome two staff members from our local art chapter to talk about our day program, the Hero House. And friend, as always, be good to yourself.